This is Ballroom State of Mind, Episode 4, Practice Part 2. Hi, and welcome to the Ballroom State of Mind podcast. My name is Amber Hader, and I am your host. I'm a life coach and an amateur ballroom dancer. This podcast is where I teach you how to think about life and think about your dancing so that you can win more at both. Let's do it. Hi, friends. It's me, Amber Hader, and today I want to talk just a little bit more about practice. I want to maybe just simplify it a little bit. In episode three, we talked about how your experience of practice, the reason you don't like it, the reason you're not doing it is because of the thoughts that you think. And that is true, but I want to take just a little different approach today and, um, just offer you something a little bit different with it. So one of my clients, I asked her why she wasn't practicing, why she didn't like practicing. And she said, I don't like thinking about all the things that I'm bad at. And it caused me to realize, oh yeah, this is like really simple. Actually. It's that our experience of practice, if we don't like it, then we're not going to want to do it. So then the solution is how do we bring ourselves to liking it more? How can we make it more fun? How can we make it? So we enjoy it. And so what I'm going to offer you today is I have like three big areas in which we make practicing undesirable. We make it not fun. And then I want to give you some solutions to just make it feel a little bit better, make it feel a little bit more positive, make it more enjoyable so that we're more um, apt to do it. Okay. So one of the big things that I see people do around their practicing, and this isn't just practicing, you can apply this to your lessons. You can apply this to competing. All of it is dancers are so judgmental of themselves. They're so hard on themselves. They're so self-critical, not all of them, obviously, but the ones who come to me, this is often a big issue. So think about your practicing and ask yourself, are you being especially judgmental? Are you being especially self-critical? What is your self-talk sound like when you're practicing, when you're in a lesson, when you're at competitions, how do you talk to yourself? How are you treating yourself? Now, if you are experiencing a lot of self-judgment, it's going to be more things like I should have this by now. I'm never going to get this. I'm bad at this thing. Why can't I get it? There will be lots of shoulds in your thoughts and in your self-talk. And there'll be lots of questions about like why you're so bad at it. (laughs) Neither of which is very productive. If you think about it, judgment is such a waste of your energy. It's not making you better. It's not making you want to practice more. So here's some ways in which you are judging yourself. Okay. The way that you're measuring yourself is usually the way we all measure ourselves, which is we have a goal. And it's what we want to get to. And we're measuring ourselves against how far away we are from it. So you're looking into the future and you're deciding how far away you are. That measurement style is actually somewhat negative because you're showing yourself all the time what you lack. You're showing yourself all the time how you're not there, how you're not getting it. And you are constantly not good enough. You're not measuring up if that's your measurement style. So that's one way that you're judging yourself. Um, Another thing is when you're practicing, you're probably spending a lot of time on things that you're not good at, right? I mean, this makes sense. Like we're going to practice the things that we need to work on. We're going to practice the skills that we need to develop. 
So this makes sense. But if you're only focusing on what you're not good at, that's going to make it real easy for your brain to be judgmental of you. So let me give you some solutions here for judgment. Okay. One is let's talk about your self-talk. Your self-talk needs to get better. Okay. You can do better. We need to have better self-talk. If you were living with someone who constantly criticized you, constantly told you how you weren't measuring up, constantly told you how you weren't good enough, you would move out, okay? And you can't escape yourself in your mind. So it's your responsibility to up-level your self-talk and create an environment where you are more willing to be with yourself and you're more willing to talk yourself into success, okay? So your self-talk needs to be more forward-moving. It needs to be more proactive and productive. It needs to be more of I'll get there. It's just a matter of time. I'm right where I should be. Like I, according to the work I've been putting in, this is exactly where I should be. I shouldn't be anywhere else. There's no mistakes. There's just what's what worked and what didn't. And we're just doing that process. Okay. So your self-talk needs to get better. I want you to give equal time in your practicing to what is going well, what you like, and what you're good at. So yes, work on the skills that you need to develop, but don't forget you have skills that you have developed that you're good at that we want to reinforce. We want to keep them. And so we do want to give time to them. And that's what will also make your practicing more fun is when you get to experience those things that you feel like you're good at. Now, and actually an ideal ratio would be three things that are going well to one thing that's not going well. But I know that's a tall order for all my perfectionist dancers who like to be hard on themselves. So at least give equal time, if not in actual practice time, in your mentality, show yourself more and more where you're succeeding. Okay. What's going well, what's improving and kind of along those lines is measure backwards. Use your goal that's in the future as your inspiration, but don't measure yourself against it. It's, it's the rudder for how you're going to steer your process. It's the rudder for how you're going to know what to practice, but it can't be how you measure yourself. You need to measure backwards more often. You need to see how far you've come. You need to show yourself all the improvement that you've had. I'm working on a, a goal for my business and I was feeling like I was measuring myself according to my goal. And so I was feeling really bad about myself. Okay. So the other day I sat down and I wrote a list of all the things I've done in the last 30 to 60 days, just to show myself, like, you're not like not doing anything. Like you've actually gotten a lot done, but I had to take the time to show myself that improvement and the work that I've done and how I've showed up for myself. Okay. So take the time to do that. A simple way to address this judgment is um, something called DOC, which is do, observe, and correct. Okay. That's all we're doing when we're practicing is we're doing a thing, we're observing how it goes, and then we're correcting it. This does not need to be laden with judgment. Um, I was reading a book recently. If you want to um, learn more about practicing, the book, The Practicing Mind is a really good resource. It's where um, I've gotten some of this material by Thomas Sterner. And he talks about uh, an illustration where if you were shooting baskets with crumpled up paper and you only had three or five pieces of paper you had that you could make into the garbage can, 
you would throw one of them. And if it didn't make it, you would make a calculation. Like, what do I need to do to correct it? Do I need to throw it harder? Do I need to throw it more to the left? Then you throw the next one. And if it didn't make it, you, you would observe it. And then you would make corrections to see how you could improve your shot. But you would not have to judge yourself through that whole process. You would not have to put yourself down or like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't make it. I can't believe I'm not getting it. I can't believe I'm not good at this by now. All that judgment is such a waste of your energy. So you need to address your practice in a similar way, as emotionless as possible, especially not judgment. We're just calculating. We're just figuring out what we need to do. We're just figuring out what needs to work. And then we're doing it. No judgment necessary. No negative self-talk necessary. That's all a waste of time and energy, and it's going to slow you down. And I know you don't want that. That will lead me to number two, which is the number two thing that um, is probably a big reason you don't like practicing is impatience. So many dancers that I coach are impatient. This is a big deal. And this goes along with measuring yourself against that goal that's in the future, because when you're, we're going to call it product focused, when you're focused on that product in the future, you being a quote unquote, good dancer. When you're focused on that product in the future and you're constantly showing yourself that you're not there yet, you will be unhappy. You will be impatient because you're not allowing yourself any happiness or joy or success right now. You're waiting until you reach some magical future point that you're going to decide you're a good dancer. And since you're not allowing yourself to enjoy it right now, you're in a rush to get there. But the only person preventing you from enjoying this process is you. We don't have to wait until we get to some future point, some future product to decide that we're good, that we're good enough. Okay. So some impatience also comes from some preconceived expectations about how long this should take. So many of us, myself included, think that I should just get things right away. I should just be good at them immediately. I, on Instagram recently, I told um, a little anecdote about how we had a family reunion and my uncle had provided some horses for us to go horseback riding. And I watched my head tell me that I should be the best horseback rider that day. Like I've literally been on a horse just a couple of times at this point, And I literally think I should be the best at it. <laughs> like this is what our brains do. Right. And especially dancers, type a personalities or perfectionist personalities. We want to be good at things and we want to be good at them fast. So our impatience can be due to some unrealistic expectations about how quickly we should be getting quote unquote good at something or how easy it should be. You'll know when you're in this impatient mindset because of how it feels, you'll experience more thoughts of failure. You'll experience more frustration and disappointment. You'll probably have a little bit lower self-esteem. You might even have some depression. Okay. And your practicing will be stress laden because you're impatient to get to the goal, to get to the product. And when you're experiencing this impatience, it makes you not like practicing. Okay. So what are some solutions to this impatience? What's an alternative mindset? Listen to me, people. You need to expect that it's going to take some time and effort to reach your goals. It's going to take some time and effort to become the good skilled dancer that you want to become. That is not a problem. You will become that good skilled dancer. You're her now. 
you're already gaining so many skills and already better than you were before. And this is just going to continue, but you got to expect it's going to take time and effort and that's okay. Nothing's gone wrong. Anything that's worth pursuing is going to require some effort. Things that come easily and quickly are not as satisfying as things that we work for. Learn the skill and let that be your goal rather than the product. Another way to say this is to be process focused, not product focused, excuse me. So we're going to decide that the process, the learning, the growing, that is our goal. The product that you want, being a good dancer, being a skilled dancer, that will flow easily if you focus on the process. And even more so if you can enjoy the process, if it's not so stress-laden and so impatient. So shift your focus so that your goal is not the product, that your goal is just pursuing the activity. It's just pursuing each skill. Each skill is your goal. And in that mindset, you get to enjoy reaching goals so much more often. You get the satisfaction of seeing that progress and feeling gratified by that process so much more often. Okay, I want you to adopt a mindset that's a little more positive neutral. We're not going to be super excited. We're not going to love everything about practicing, but it's a positive neutral. We're doing what we set out to do. And we're just here for the experience. We're just here to pursue the activity. Okay. We don't need the impatience. The impatience isn't going to rush us along. The impatience isn't going to bring the goal to us faster. Right. So along with that impatience is use that overarching goal. Like we said, as your inspiration, use it to steer your process but don't measure yourself against it. It's that measurement that's making you feel impatient because you're trying to get out of the pain you're causing yourself, okay? So we focused on two. We focused on judgment. We focused on impatience. Last one is that you've just decided that practice is work and we kind of don't like to do work. We're kind of inherently lazy in this way, especially our brain. The only difference between work and play is our judgment of it. If we are enjoying the activity, then we consider it play. If we're not enjoying the activity, then we're considering it work. Are you deciding that your practice is work or are you letting it be more play? Are you seeing the practicing as a nuisance on the way to the product that you want? It's just work, it's just a nuisance. Okay, this kind of mindset is gonna make it so you don't like practicing, you guys. So let's decide it's not that much work. Let's remove the stress of it. How can we make it feel more like play? How can we make it more enjoyable? Um, in that book, The Practicing Mind, he talks about the four S's. And the four S's are one, simplify. Make your practicing simple, okay? It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be a big deal. It doesn't have to be including everything that you talked about in your lesson. It doesn't have to be everything you ever were bad at. Just simplify one or two skills you need to work on at a time. Focus on them. Decide how many times you're going to run through it and then do it. It's simple. All the mind drama is what makes it not simple, but it's simple. The number two S is small. Let it be small. Let it be a small practice. Let it be short. Walk through the grocery store, push in the grocery cart and walk on, work on your walks. I do this all the time. 
I do this all the time and I wonder what people think, but the weight of the grocery cart is like perfect. And the height of the handle is perfect. And so whenever I'm walking through the grocery store, I'll do some walks, just a couple, just a couple in each aisle when I feel like it, right? Like let it be small. When you have a lesson, stay after for 10 minutes and work on just a little bit of what you worked on in your lesson, just to solidify it. It doesn't have to be a full blown out 45 hour practice. Keep it small. Keep it short for that matter. Keep it short. Okay. And then the fourth S is slow. Slow it down. Do some of your practicing and just do it slow. There's no rush here. It's okay if it takes a little bit of time for you to work through one skill or one figure. There's no rush here. Let's not make it so much work. Let's make it more enjoyable, simple, small, short, even slow. It's all fine. Watch videos, watch videos of pros, watch videos on YouTube. Count watching videos as practice. Count any time that you're spending towards your dance mindset as practice. Count it all. Pat yourself on the back and consider it all a job well done. You need to generate more positivity around your practice so that you like it more, okay? Dance is infinite in its potential for growth. And growth is the ultimate goal. There is no end product because as soon as you think you're there, that horizon moves. You can't wait for some magical day in the future where you're gonna be happy and satisfied. Waiting for that day in the future is what's making right now so much less enjoyable for you. Let go of the need to be good quickly. You are getting good. You're getting good all along. Why do we need to do it quickly? The only reason you would need to do it quickly is because you're in some kind of pain or misery that you're causing yourself. But all of that's unnecessary. If you can believe there's no other goal, but just pursuing this activity, then the result that you want will follow. I'm not saying that we like shouldn't have goals and that we shouldn't work towards those goals. Yes, have goals and work towards those goals. I'm just saying, if you focus on the process, and let the process be the goal, those overarching goals that you want, they will come. And they will come so much more quickly than they probably are now because you're having such an experience that's stress-laden or critical or judgmental. And all of that is weighing you down and slowing you down. You've got to feel better about all this. You've got to lighten it up. Lighten it all up. Don't be so hard on yourself. Enjoy the process more. Let practicing be fun. Let your lessons be fun. Let competitions be fun. The more that you enjoy and like this whole journey, the better and the faster it's going to go for you. Okay. Last words that I have is, you know, I've been speaking to making practicing a little bit more enjoyable and liking it more, but the truth is, is you also don't have to like it. There's lots of things that we do in life that we do because we know it's going to get us the result we want and we don't have to like it. When I'm brushing my teeth every day, I don't do it because I like it. I do it because I want to take care of my teeth and I don't want them to become decayed and fall out. <laughs> right? So it is possible for us to do things that we don't necessarily like, but also we don't dislike them. Those are two different things. So let's just work on not disliking practice and move towards liking it, but also knowing that there's lots of things that we do in our life that we just choose to do to get the results that we want. And we don't have to couch them in so much judgment and stress. Okay. Just let it be fun. 
All right. Thanks for your time today. I'll talk to you next time. Hey, thanks for listening. I hope you found this episode helpful. If you know any other ballroom dancers who you think might benefit from this podcast, be sure to pass it on. For more information on how to connect with me, be sure to check the show notes for my contact information or go to amberhater.com and contact me that way. We'll see you next time.